Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Welcome to the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. We have a very exciting interview today. Yes, dear friend, a dear friend. We we go back pretty far, her and I. I love and it. And so it's so great when you have these amazing people in your lives that you get to kind of dive deep into and uh, and let them tell their stories and share their missions and... and inspire. Uh, and inspire, yes, yes. And with that, I will say our dear friend, Monique Fuentes, is an East Bay Area Realtor, licensed for over 15 years, 2020 President of Women's Council of Realtors, Delta Network, and author. Monique currently devotes her time to her clients purchasing or selling real estate, continuing the release of her popular Divorce Dare series on Amazon Kindle, growing her Facebook support group that coincides with the ebook series, and assisting her two boys, Maverick and Mateo, with their social distancing learning. In her spare time, she enjoys spending quality time with her family, working out and dancing, usually country line dancing. I've been a witness. She is a phenomenal line dancer. Watching her is mesmerizing. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram. Check out the show notes where we'll provide links to that social media. We're so excited to have you here today to bestow your knowledge upon us. Wow. Thank you guys Welcome so much. Monique. What a wonderful introduction. I absolutely feel flattered and honored to be here with you guys. Aww. I love your name. Oh, Monique. I should name one of my children. Yeah, Monique. you should. <laughs> she would be amazing. All right. <laughs> so kind of a cool thing. So when I first met Monique, mm-hmm. um, I was a little pregnant. A lot pregnant. Wearing like a four inch heels. Pregnant. Oh, heavens. <laughs> Orange heels, yep. It, it looked like a teeny little bowling ball, and she was like, yeah, I'm ready to pop any minute. I must have oh, my gosh. Oh, no. You're very generous. <laughs> I was probably four months away. But anyway, we because <laughs> I was not a little pregnant woman. But anyhow, I met her. Um, she was teaching at the preschool that my daughter, Monique, now teaches at. Yay. So cool. Full circle. That full is circle. Full circle. So tell us, you know, I met you when you were teaching and everything. Um, what led you from teaching to real estate? Yeah, I've always had a teaching background. That's what I got my degree in. But during that process of college, I started helping family and friends get into real estate back in 05 and uh, decided to venture into that business and help teach people about real estate investing. So started that. And then when the market uh, back in the wonderful crash that happened in 
07 and 08, uh, decided to go back to my teaching roots. And my kids are, Mateo, my oldest, was a lot younger. So he was in preschool. And I decided that I would go back to teaching. And I decided to start teaching at his uh, preschool. I did. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, I taught at the little gym uh, of Brentwood as well. That's still going strong. And uh, decided that I would teach uh, at Celebration Christian Preschool as well. So kept that going until the market recovered. And back in 2014, decided to go back. And it's been the best decision for me. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Wonderful. And well, and there is the, the element of teaching that you still incorporate in real estate today. I did. I, I was a productivity coach uh, before pre-COVID and was able to teach newer agents how to do their transactions and motivate them and had eight years of cheerleading. So I was their biggest cheerleader in transactions. And they still call me based on their transactions, even though I uh, decided to reprioritize with everything going on this year and decided to focus with uh, Mateo and Maverick and my personal career with real estate and also primary caregiver of my grandfather. So Wow. And in your spare time, <laughs> I think I'll write a book. So, okay, right? speaking of which, okay, so your, your book is The Divorce Dare, right? Correct. So that would lead me to believe and the listeners to believe that somewhere between... When I met you, when you were married with a with a preschooler, you got divorced, right? Exactly. Um, tell us a little bit about that journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that I was with my high school sweetheart since I was fifteen. So, oh my gosh, we yes. live in the Just same like life. You. Just like you. <laughs> what? So together for. Um, Seven years prior to marriage. And Me then, too. Yes. Seven years prior to marriage. Wow. That's, what? That's my Monique too. These are these revelations <laughs> we're finding out live on the show right now, people. <laughs> and, and then uh, married for approximately 14 years. So it's something that nobody looks when they get married to do. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation, but there was some infidelity involved. And <laughs> Me some- too. <laughs> <laughs> Break out the wine glasses. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, after that happened, I could no longer proceed and couldn't move on from that. We tried, tried counseling and it just was something that I had to remove myself after realizing I could no longer change the person. I had to start working on me now. And by then I had Maverick. So I had two children. And and how old were they? Then it was like four and seven. Wow. So, I mean, it was, you know, a good while back. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's something that after I started getting into the dating world in my late 30s, I started realizing my life somewhat became a soap opera in a sense. And I knew I wasn't alone. And I just thought man, I, I've got to educate other people that are starting over at, you know, after they've had children, maybe they've been married, they don't know how to navigate this world. And so I decided that the divorce dare idea was to dare people and the, the readers and listeners all eventually get to an audiobook um, would dare them to live a better life after divorce, because mm. I found I also have a strong faith. And my faith in God was really he kind of wrapped me in his arms. And I started really just lifting up my hand saying, 
Jesus, take the wheel. I can't do this anymore. I, I literally keep kept trying to take the lead and it, I kept failing. So I think when I really gave that release and allowed him to start guiding my direction is when things started to blessings just left and right started to happen. And I have uh, was able to purchase on my own, you know, a condo the very first year I went through it. And I had, you know, a village of family and friends that just were surrounding me and helping me through every day. And it's one day at a time, just like today in this COVID pandemic, one day at a time. So it's, you're not going to always have the answers. It's really taking, um, you know, a higher power, no matter where your faith is, but whether you meditate or you do affirmations or you have gratitudes, it's uh, really trying to focus on, well, what can you do now? What can you do now in your life? Because, you know, I had had another person that I always relied on for so many years. I had to learn how to love myself. That was a huge, huge thing for me to wow. have to that learn how huge. to do. Yeah. And there's a, there's a rebirth yes. that you go through in that process, right? Because you mm-hmm. said, so total, there was the years that you dated plus the marriage. That's a long time that your identity was intertwined mm-hmm. and you have a family together. So the courage to A, walk away, mm-hmm. but then B, turn that into the divorce dare where you actually got to take positive energy to mm-hmm. help other people is I mean that was huge. more that was like half your life. Absolutely. Half more than life. half of my life when it happened. When it yeah. Happened. yeah. And that mm-hmm. that transformation is, you know, could either be a really good thing mm-hmm. or really bad thing. And mm-hmm. that's that's really your choice, right? And mm-hmm. to be dared to to take that other path mm-hmm. and and live your best life. That's phenomenal yeah you know our our goal at blissful fortitude is to support women on their journey to have confidence embrace their worth and find their joy right so what advice would you have to women out there in the working world working on their confidence while going through a divorce or breakup what is there anything that stands out to you that's A little tip for our listeners surrounding having confidence, Mm -hmm. because especially in infidelity, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was that was Des's testimony was Mm -hmm. like it hit her so hard Mm -hmm. that that it's it's oftentimes hard to get over that when there's infidelity. Yeah, my last ebook is all about balance, finding that balance. And the challenge, the dare in that fourth ebook is a fitness challenge to do something for you physically because I felt like, you know, I had done everything that I could. I had just finished a challenge during that time where I dropped 20 pounds. I felt really good about myself. I was, you know, and I felt like, wow. If I could feel my best, you know, I'm I, I'm one of the happiest people that I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm you are. You really are. <laughs> I'm always laughing and happy. I, I honestly think God gave me an extra dose of serotonin oh, or something. I but I, I know it is, now it's a gift that I'm supposed to share with others. And I think finding what you love and starting to focus, you know, if you, I think what tends to happen when we get 
um, our feelings hurt or, or trauma happens, we can tend to get into that negative spiral of things that are happening and it can bring us down and it's hard to get out of it. And I mm-hmm. completely understand you might be frozen. And so I remember the day that I found out uh, about the infidelity, I was with my children and we oh were, yeah, gosh. and we were actually <laughs> headed up to a family cabin that we had purchased. And when I found out, the phone went dead. It was his mistress calling me to let me know what was happening. And I lost reception from her and I was left. Okay, with- hold on. So you're in the car. <laughs> you're by yourself. You're I'm, with. I'm by myself husband. with. Um, with the boys. With, with one of the children. Okay. My my ex-husband is, or at the time my husband, is in the back in a separate vehicle because he was bringing up a refrigerator and we were working for the, cabin. Had, for the mm-hmm. cabin and we were driving separate. He was going to have to go back early. So, so what, he had your other son in that car. So he and had then, the other son. And one of mine, mine. And the phone rings. You're just la, 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 la. The phone rings. Mm-hmm. Conveniently I, approaching the no reception zone. Yes. <gasps> Holy moly. So when I hear I've, I'm having an affair with your husband, I... Hello. You have a yes. lot of questions that you can't even ask. <laughs> right. Hey. So I thanked her How for telling me. How did you me. not, like, pass out? Well, that was... Like, I can only yeah. imagine only what because your body there was, was an, going through in that moment. Because physically, it, right? There was a child in the car. There's that a child. probably the only reason. Who, well, what, who was sleeping. So I was left with the dilemma, do I... What do I do? Do I pull over? Do I um, turn around You're and like go processing home? processing everything. At oh the time, gosh. I was so busy. Your mind's racing. Oh, my mind's racing. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get that fridge up in my cabin. Mm. I'm going to have a private talk with him, and I'm going to send him home because I deserve this trip. I had worked so hard. I had five escrows. And I was similar to right now. <laughs> and, you know, I just was like, I, this is this is my vacation I've worked really hard to get. I'm. This is the last time he takes any of my feelings away from me. That's confidence. That's right Taking there. Taking the power. Yes. Yeah. So oh. we got up to the an hour drive to sit with my thoughts. Oh, my gosh. And then that's when all the flooding, like, oh, that's why this happened. Or, that, you know, you start <gasps> mm-hmm. ding, 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 the ding, pieces ding, ding. start going. All the are coming together. Questions. All the pieces started flooding. Oh, boy. So I very calmly um, brought him in and started to confront the situation. And he told me about a third of what I needed to hear. So, um, really, what do you need? To hear? Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> exactly. Do enough. you really need to hear any of no, it? No, <laughs> it was, it, it was enough for me to know it was time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I asked him to leave, which eventually he did. And was um, he really? Re- I'm sorry, baby. Yes. Very, oh, re- very oh remorseful, mm-hmm. which many of them do. It's their, process of mm-hmm. trying to make things better right they hurt you and then they try and make you feel better mm-hmm. and that's that's and a, then you go through that emotional right. struggle and that process because you love the person but you also hate the person right. and there's all these things exactly yes. and you have the history yes. and all that time and you have children and, and you have children oh my gosh did the kids know like well, they probably sensed something was up yes but. they sensed tension they did and i was crying of course oh, at the time mom, so he let them know somebody was you know i was upset and to love on me so when he actually left, I said, you know what? Would you guys take me out on a date? I'm going to cry. Oh, 
my gosh. So they dressed up in their little polo shirts. That is adorable. They took me to dinner. They opened doors. We sat down and I told that bartender, can you please make me a very stiff drink? (laughs) And, you know, it was, I just thought I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I just had to start telling myself you know what, I'm not going to put my trust no longer in somebody that, you know, when you're married for so long and you are so in tune with that person, Mm -hmm. you put so much trust and energy. And when they betray your trust like that, you just start going, oh my gosh, how could this happen to me? And you just start going. You don't think it's, it's, no. the the impossible became Mm -hmm. possible Mm -hmm. and it changes your perspective. And I just thought uh, this is enough. I honestly, I can't trust you at this point, and I'm ready to move on. So uh, I just started the process, and everything that I did from there was very meaningful. It was very meaningful. I uh, got an STD test on a Valentine's Day. Boy. To make it, yep, I pawned my wedding ring, and I used that money to pay towards the divorce papers mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day. So, I, you know, I started to do things oh very gosh. systematic purposeful. and purposeful mm-hmm. so I wouldn't go back because, yeah, he, you know, there's other things that he had done in our marriage where there might have been some separation, and I would always go back. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to make sure I didn't because there hadn't been a full unaffiliated that I knew of until this point. Mm-hmm. This is the straw that broke the camel's yes. back. It's, it's done. It's Nail over. in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Monique. Girl. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. Wow. You know, I am, first of all, commend you for doing all of that for yourself, first and foremost. I think that's important for people to take in, especially if you are listening and there are times where you've been in a situation and you've gone back for all the reasons why you tell yourself and it's difficult to have the courage to to make that to make that type of change. When you were you were you were very purposeful with everything and mm-hmm. you were like I'm going to be strategic with this and I'm going to use my ring to pay for the papers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it on a specific day so that that was like you put a plan mm-hmm. in place mm-hmm. to not go back. Were there times where you wrestled, especially as you're a Christian woman? Mm-hmm. God doesn't like divorce. Mm-hmm. Like, was there a wrestle for you there? No, were there a- were there outside influences that were like, but you have kids? Mm-hmm. Or what was your experience with that? Well, in the Bible, right, there's a couple different reasons when it's acceptable. So infidelity is definitely one of the top on the list. And he was not, I mean, he he was trying to make an effort, but it wasn't, he hadn't given his life to follow Christ and we didn't have those same roles. So um, no, and and believe me, I was not a Christian woman at that time. That kind of went out the window for a little bit of a time. I went through a very revengeful phase Mm -hmm. after it happened. And I actually had a Band-Aid relationship, which is going to be coming out in my ebook. It was the Band-Aid relationship. And that was having a seven-month relationship with his mistress's ex-husband. That was why I decided to get Mike, drop. (laughs) Just 
saying. And it comes around full circle. Yes. So that, all the details will be in that Ooh. book. So You're going to want to read that ebook because guess what? I am. I am going to be all up in that book. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> So different things like that. And so, I, you know, it's you're constantly growing, even in your faith. It's no one's perfect. Of course. None of us are perfect. And we're constantly in this world trying to just be a better person every day. So you had so 100%. so you didn't have anybody that that, you know, I'm sure for our listeners, you know, mm-hmm. they're going. I, I met a woman whose mother told her, honey, just you know what? He doesn't beat you. Oh, oh, you know, come just, talk to just, Monique and you know, I, just, and we will just, teach you, you know, lead the way. You have kids. You can you just, it's really, is it really that bad that he had an affair? Mm-hmm. You know how he did beat me? He took my heart out and mm-hmm. beat it. Yeah. So that emotional, is emotional. Doesn't beating. even matter. It doesn't yeah. even mm-hmm. matter. Right. But, you know, but there are some people that, mm-hmm. you know, jump on one. I mean, there, there had to been times. I mean, mm-hmm. you we're proactive with it mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, I know that this could happen. Mm. So I'm going to put this in place. So there had to have been a little something back there that made you wanted to maybe step one foot back into it. Was, was there, that wasn't any outside influences or anything like that? No, I, you know, I think because there had been, almost potential things in the past that people had brought to my attention. Mm -hmm. I had told myself a long time ago, if anything were to happen where there was an actual affair. So usually when people are going full on like that, they want, it was almost to the point where he wanted to be caught. There was, it was enough looking at, it was screaming out. I Mm -hmm. want out. It's like their way of saying, I'm done with this marriage. I want out. And so they start acting in different situations to make it very well known that they don't want to be in it. Mm -hmm. So I had that situation. There was no going back by that point. I had no, and I did have, you know, some, but once it got to that point, it was like, Monique, it's time. There had been other things that I kept sticking it out and sticking it out. And so by that point, they were like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is the time when you're ready. Talk, talk to I love us hearing about, that because yeah. I, I don't I don't think that this is a typical story. No, mm-hmm. I don't think it's typical that it's like, la, 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 la. I had no idea. I get the call from from, you know, the um, the mistress. And then that's it. It's cut off. I don't go back. And I'm fully confident in that. And nobody is telling me to come back and nothing's keeping me from it. I think that it's it's like so inspiring to me to, to hear this because I love that our listeners can know that it can be done. Mm-hmm. And I love that they can be empowered mm-hmm. by hearing your story. Mm-hmm. And um and I think I think it's I think it's great. Yeah, and every and everyone's journey is going to be different. You're, you go through those different ups and downs. You know, I tried to stick it out a little bit after I found out and the mistress called me, and it was all this whole whole thing. But um, talk to us about your process with the ebook. How do you? Figure out what you what you what you're willing to share. How to get vulnerable. How you kind of go about your process. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Absolutely. So I met this editor through um, a social media platform, Alignable. 
and Jody Mabry, and he's he's great. He's just did a blog, and and I met him, and we sat down, and I told him my story. At the time, I was in my band aid relationship, mm-hmm. and was letting him know you got to hear my story. And I said, "Do I have a story here to share?" And I, I was going to start my Facebook group shortly after that, and um, and so he said, "Absolutely, I think." There's so many people that are going through, they've had children, they've gotten married. They, I mean, he had gone himself through a divorce. So he said, I definitely think there's people that will want to hear it. But I didn't have time to actually physically sit down and write or type. I'm just, if you know me or follow any of my social media, I, I am very active, very busy. And I just, with two young children at the time, they were actually 11 and like seven not, I think I said a younger age before, but, um, at that time, it's just, you're running around with all their sports and everything. You don't have, I didn't have time. So the way around that to write it was, um, meet with him. He would record our conversations at a Starbucks is typically where we'd meet. And he would ask and interview me like you guys are doing. And I would pay him to transcribe what we talked about. So this process has been about, um, a three year process. So we met for about a year. The book was basically done. And then he checks up with me about every month. But this year, when we started releasing it last year, I was getting into becoming the president of the Women's Council. And so I thought that he thought that the ebook series would be a a smarter way to go about it. Because if people just want to do one book, it's basically releasing chapters. It's one full book, but they release them in an ebook. So it's, uh, it will, there'll be 15. And once we get to 15, I can then make a, you know, a hard copy of the book and then put it on audible and I can start going around with just the book. But right now it's like, basically you're getting previews. <laughs> I, hope, I, think, I hope she awesome. reads her book. Yeah, no, I, yes. Yeah, yeah, that, you use your voice. I love your voice. your voice is incredible. <laughs> but so I, sexy. I think it's, I think it's amazing because I, when I listen to books and I go chapter by chapter, you're on the journey. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the thing is about relationships, which is so much of what we talk about here on the podcast and in all kinds of different directions is it's a part of life's journey that is a continuous growth process. There's ups, there's downs, there's pivot points, there's pivotal points, there's reflection, mm-hmm. and that is a part of growth. And And I think it's important for people to feel that and experience that because sometimes you're on your A game and you just feel on top of the world and there's other times when you feel like you're getting stomped on and you just want to start all over that day, you know? Absolutely. Definitely with the kids was a hard thing as you start, you know, sharing them with your, your ex and they're, you know, moving on with their lives and you kind of, because your ex has got more kids. He just had enough with, so he's engaged now Mm -hmm. to the mistress, which we are very cordial. Mm-hmm. We have moved on, and that'll come out in other books. I'm actually um, helping to sell the mistress's rental house right now. So if you can this imagine, it's getting better. <laughs> if you can imagine <laughs> that, wow! If you saw us in the beginning of this process to where we have come again, full circle, mm-hmm. and you know, it takes a lot of growth, like you said. It's and maturity. You know, it's maturity. And healing, and, maturity. Forgiveness. and healing and forgiveness. You don't forget. 
and you become stronger. And there, believe me, I have some trust scars that will always be with me. And I was just explaining yesterday at your friend's giving um, <laughs> that, you know, it, these scars, that's when I, when, when a relationship doesn't work out. And if, it, if, if there's any kind of trust issues involved, that's when I still get angry again, because there was so much um, betrayal Mm -hmm. that when I find it hard and I think those scars are always going to be there, right? And so the new person that I end up long-term with is going to have to really understand those triggers because you get triggered those with trauma things. triggers. Mm -hmm. Those trauma mm -hmm. triggers. And so making sure that he knows how to comfort me so I feel comfortable in those situations and that it's just part of the trauma and that's what it is. I mean... How do you... How do you okay, so how do you navigate that that you're you're seeing somebody the triggers and um like what would be a typical trigger like he doesn't answer the phone when you call he says that he he's supposed to be seven somewhere. hours like like what's a back. random like something that 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 takes you off guard that that you realize goes back to trust mm -hmm. and goes back to i think relationships that they have with other women mm. is a big mm. trigger because they may say it's a quote friend and I have to like really make comfortable that it is truly a friend and not somebody they would date if that person wasn't with or the someone person that, that they dated with. or, or right. that we're just friends now right. or something like that. But yeah, you had a relationship with that person and now you're just friends. Hmm. <sighs> so I think it's communicating is huge in every relationship, but to not, but I, I honestly, I can't bottle anything up anymore. I have found that the minute something and, and to not bring it up when you've had any kind of alcohol or, you know, for me, it's if I drink some and, and maybe you too, but if you have, you know, wine or vodka or crayon, which it's, I like, and, you know, if you have a couple, sometimes it makes you a little bit more, more emotional, emotional. More and sensitive. so mm -hmm. you might bring up things that you should have waited until you were, um, more coherent and in your right mind. So making sure that I don't bring up anything that's going to potentially cause some tension mm -hmm. if I've had any, because that way it's like, nope, I didn't have it. You can't blame it on that. It's, this is, I'm completely sober mm -hmm. and this still bothers me and maybe sleep on it. Sometimes it's don't right when it happens, but maybe the next day, if it's still bothering you, mm -hmm. don't bottle it up until the next fight you have to bring up everything. Right. So that's been some of the stuff I've been working on yeah and that's a process mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. a reflective process that mm -hmm. you know you're going through and you catch that that's great i think it i think it yep i think it's good to reflect and on on those things i think sometimes people don't want to think about it they want to like no 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 no. i don't want to feel Avoidance the feelings i don't want to cry i don't want to but when you accept this happened okay now what am i going to do about it how am I going to navigate around it? Let's put our plan in action mm -hmm. and and let's grow from it. Yeah. And then let's inspire others. Absolutely. And, and that's what you've done. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The divorce support group, the divorce dare support group on Facebook has been, it's a very intimate community. It's got about 160 members on average. And it's either, you know, single, separated, uh, divorced, remarried, 
you know, that's somebody that can give some advice. They've been through it and they've now found a successful relationship and they want to give advice to us that are still navigating through the single life is really important too. So that's been um, a wonderful, I mean, people have found, I've, I've heard, have found their own tribe. I think one of the big things is to find your tribe that's going to help you through it. Uh, family is not always the best way, you know, <laughs> and so no. it's, it's nice to find a, a support group that has other people that are in the same level that you're at and they they know they don't know you on a same level that your family knows you and they're going to be giving you advice because they're right there alongside that they have a common experience Mm -hmm. and there's non-judgment i think that's important with family sometimes that is a aspect Mm -hmm. having the judgment and having to have those tough conversations if they don't agree with Mm -hmm. your decisions Mm -hmm. and things like that what's uh what what is the dare now? What is the most recent? Uh, it's the fitness challenge. It's the fitness. So anything, you know. I mean, pick up a new hobby. It was, you know, try to you know do a virtual. Now runs are virtually. Uh, I know. You know, the bikes are starting to become more popular. The mirror, the mm, workout mirror. That's right. The, There's a lot of creative. A lot of Peloton, creative Pelotons. This, this kind of mm-hmm. thing, yeah. So I think, you know, take up yoga, something that might make you a little bit more self-aware of your own soul and uh, be reconnected with your body and, you know, eating healthier and really trying to heal. Because I think one of the big things when we go through that is we have a tendency to not want to, I did it. You don't want to be alone mm-hmm. right away. You're not ready. It's like leaving your parents and then going back to them. It's, you know, you need to fall in love with yourself and be okay and be careful to heal properly. Because if you don't heal properly, and I, didn't always understand this until I've had some failed relationships that if you don't take the time to grow many, many times, you will jump into something and you'll fall in lust. Then it turns into love. But then you find that you've been with somebody very similar, has some similar traits to your ex. And so you have to really find have the time to recognize what that means for for you like what is it that you were attracted to mine had very narcissistic behaviors which in my divorce group many of them are experiencing that now that being said he has shown a lot of remorse since everything has happened and there are tears and there are apologies and I have forgiven him I won't forget everything he's done and but we are I would consider us friends you know and when I you know, have a bad relationship. He knows it because we were together for 22 years. So he's able to say like, hey, what's the matter? Are you okay? You know, and to get to that point, which many of the listeners may be like, whatever, you know, it takes a long time. I mean, we've been now separated for four to five years. So it takes a while. It's a process. Mm-hmm. And we hated each other in the beginning. Absolutely. 100%. I couldn't stand him. I told him one day, you should. I hope you drive your Harley off the cliff. You know, I mean, it was like, I really didn't want him around me. I was like, I could, I could care less if you were. And then you start thinking, you're the father of my children. They need their dad. He's a wonderful father. You know what? He's a horrible husband to me. Maybe he's going to do better for the next person. And that's all you can really hope for and pray for, right? I mean, so much of this 
process has taught me to have grace and it transfers. I took the DISC assessment through Tony Robbins and before the divorce, my DISC or right around was, you know, high I followed by a D if you're familiar with the yes. DISC and it's, uh, and then after the divorce, it, the, the D and S, which the S is more social, steady, yeah. steady and, and, you know, I had some grace there and it's kind of leveled out a little bit more. So I've heard that if, if you've had a traumatic life experience that you want to retake that test because your your DISC assessment will change. I bet you. I, I believe that 100%. I believe I took, I took the DISC test after. Some comparative um, ones up there. After Jeff for the first time. And I'll bet you anything if I had taken it before, it would have been different. Mm-hmm. Like my I'm a DI Mm-hmm. So is Wes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Power, power, like, power couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The five lo- love languages, too, is another good one. So I talk about that in the books because yeah. finding out what, you know, how you want to be received, you know, in how a relationship, loved, how you want to be, be able loved, to communicate that mm-hmm. and how you should love others. Yeah. I just, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here like tearing up listening to you, Monique, because introspection. Because she's talking about tests. Because I love <laughs> tests so much. She loves it so much. Like, we have talk a, about a test. We have a billboard with all of our results on it. Sorry, I didn't mean um, to ruin that moment No, for you. but that's genuinely a feeling that I have as well. Simultaneous emotions are running through me. And part of it is the joy of the tests. Um, but it's it's just the vulnerability mm-hmm. of sharing, well, first of all, just your story, but also just the importance of introspection. It is so easy for us to run away from ourselves. And it's the one person you need to get to know the most. And we do evolve and we do change. And a part of that change is how we change through relationships because they do serve us. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you would look at your relationship with your ex-husband, now friend, and appreciate the journey that you've mm-hmm. been on to grow in the way that you have. And you probably Absolutely. wouldn't have grown in particular ways, mm-hmm. even though it was very painful, if you hadn't gone through Absolutely. the journey, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I wouldn't be here with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had friends go, at one point, they asked, they said, do you, would, do you, do you just regret giving all this time to him and wasting all these years. And I went, not one bit, because I wouldn't be right here right now with my circle, my village. You know, the the next person that's supposed to be in my life forever, I wouldn't be meeting him at this time. So sometimes you have to trust God, the universe, whatever you truly believe mm-hmm. in, because you don't always see the bigger picture. And it's the bigger, you're, you're a piece of this larger puzzle. Mm-hmm. And like you said, in the you, it's a rebirth. You're like, I feel like a lot of the people that join the group, I reach out to them privately and I'll say, you know, it's a, you're a cocoon. And you, you're a caterpillar going through this and you go through divorce and you're a cocoon during that time. But when you come out the other side, you have wings and you can really do anything that you truly put your mind to. And for me, I did not, I no longer had a negative voice telling me I can't. I said, you know, at, for a while I did mm-hmm. it privately, you know, in my own head. Oh, if he was here, he would say this. But I started going, wow. I can do this now. 
I can budget for this. I can do this. It's not that bad. Being alone. All by myself. And then that builds a confidence. Because you're like, I just did that. I just did that. And what, you're, and what you're showing your boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got a drill, a, an electric drill. I start building oh stuff and I so take pictures like, of it. I'm uh, so proud. I built this all by myself. Look at my <laughs> I mom. Remember, I remember you, after Jeff passed away, I'll be in the living room and being like and building furniture and stuff like us girls because I all had girls, you know, mm-hmm. we're like, what's a screwdriver, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it was a whole different, but it is, it's it's empowering. It's very Mm -hmm. empowering going through that. And so it's a blessing. Absolutely. And there's growth. I love it. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. This just means so much to us to have you share your story. I really think that a lot of people are going to benefit and get excited about finding. So, okay. So how can people... Connect, connect with, with you. you, find you, mm-hmm. get your ebook. How Absolutely. Does that, how does that work? So I don't have cable on purpose. If people follow me, they know I'm I'm on social media a lot. Eventually, I'd like to have other people do my social <laughs> media, but for now, as I'm building my brand, uh, I, yeah, you can Monique Fuentes. The real tour. If you type that in Google, you'll find me. Uh, you don't want to type me in. Just uh, unfortunately, I have to compete with a porn star. So oh, oh, I'm hoping she hey. retires. <laughs> so, or they get a bonus. Yes, to, to go and follow if they're so, so interested yes, in that. Monique Fuentes. I have my two boys in my profile. Uh, the Divorce Dare Support Group is on Facebook. You can request to go there. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram as Monique Fuentes Realtor. So I'm pretty much on, I'm on TikTok. (laughs) I I love the country line dancing. You can see some of that there. And uh, I think that's covers most of my social media. And we'll make sure that people can see that in the show notes. So if they're trying to go back and find you yes they can get access to and i do want to start also a podcast to try and navigate through this and um a very dear person to me has uh, requested that i name it miss monique and so i would uh love to do that jake has kind of made that suggestion he's a fabulous person wait for that We'll be sending a lot of folks your way. And yeah, I love being here because this has been watching you guys grow. I was at your release party. Yeah. And to hear you're on your 50th episode and counting is phenomenal in this crazy 2020 week. I know. It is a crazy anything. We've been steady. Love it. And we've got all sorts of other stuff coming out. It's exciting. It is exciting. You have a voice and a message, but it can be hard to raise your voice above the noise. So how do you reach your audience and inspire them to take action? How do you increase your influence, grow your network, and drive engagement? Podcasting is a powerful way to build a connection with your audience and turn that crowd into a community. But where do you start? Rockwood Audio works with entrepreneurs and businesses to design and craft high-quality, smart content that fits your brand like a glove. Rockwood's podcast launch package includes one-to-one coaching and development, strategic and technical support, audio and visual branding, broadcast quality editing and production, and even distribution and setup. They'll get you from idea to iTunes in half the time with a great-sounding show that your audience will love. They even wrote the theme music for this show. And Rockwood's subscription editing, production, and publishing services takes away the hassle so you can focus on what's important. 
For a free consultation, go to rockwoodaudio.com. That's R-O-K-K wood.com. Rockwood Audio. Brand out loud. The world is listening. Well, we always like to end on a fun note because we talked about a lot of stuff that was kind of heavy. So we have a few quick fun questions for yes. you. Oh, boy. Yeah. I get to go first. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the bonus question. I don't that know I have, these either. Oh, <laughs> I know. She's just hearing them. If oh a boy. movie were being made of your life oh God. and you could choose any actress to play you. Who would it be and why? My mom always says she, uh, Rachel McAdams reminds uh, mm. her. Yeah, yep, her okay, why can't I think of who this is? She is the notebook. The notebook. It's my favorite. Oh, duh. Of course. Yeah, oh, so, my yes. gosh. So that would be who I'd want she for is sure. In oh, so many really great she's movies. She's like She's spicy. And Wedding crashers. Yep. Oh my god! She's adorable and she and looks she, like you. And she's my age too. So like, yeah, definitely. Yes. Oh, my oh, that is a gosh. perfect. Perfect. That is literally perfect. perfect. Okay. The next question is that, well, you get to pick a number between one and 20. And that determines the fate of the question. 18. 18. That was my favorite number growing up. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if you were left on a deserted island with either your worst enemy or no one, which would you choose and why? I, don't, I honestly I hate to say it, but I don't really have an enemy. Oh, that's good. So yeah. I would pick, I guess, my worst enemy because it's not really a worst enemy. And I would try and show grace and hope that we could make it through. If not, you get this side of the island and not, but I definitely don't want to be, have Wilson from I was just thinking the same thing. start talking to a volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have a person, whether it's, I would think they'd also have loneliness and eventually we'd make it through whatever differences that we had. Yeah. But I like saying I should knock on wood that I don't currently have any. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, when you get out there and things start getting bigger, they're just, they come out of the they woodwork. They come out of the woodworks. Well, I'll be praying for that soul. Yeah. Right? I'll tell you. It's oh fun. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, it's been so much fun to oh, have you. Yeah, Thank you for coming. It's been great. Thank you so much. So I truly appreciate you guys. We, we are thankful for you, you and we're thankful for our listeners. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. And if you are an Apple user, you can rate and review. We would love it Both if you would ideal. rate and review. <laughs> um, if if you have a question for us, you can reach out to us. You can DM us on Instagram at Blissful Fortitude. You can connect with our Facebook group, Blissful Fortitude Circle. You can go to our website, blissfulfortitude.com. And you can call us at one eight three three my bliss one 692 Shout out to Rockwood Audio. Thank you so much for, for putting this podcast together for us. You're awesome all the time. And Ava Media Productions for making us look great on camera. That. And all the things and all the all things. all the things. So helpful. And with that... May your faith be greater than your fears. And 
remember, you are your only limit, so take action today. Thanks for listening to the Bliss Beyond Fear Fear podcast. podcast.